Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoy the talk. Good evening, everyone. So we're going to be looking at Matthew 18, 21 to 35. Whilst you find that, I'll quickly introduce myself. Um, Yeah, I'm Kate. I'm a first year PhD student at the University of Leeds, and I've been coming to St. George's for four years now. The gift of forgiveness is a two-sided coin. We often focus on one side of this gift, how Jesus forgives us, which is wonderful, but focus less on our role of forgiving others. At this, you may start to feel uncomfortable, but for the next five minutes, I want to remind us that the other side of the coin, the gift of the power to forgive, is actually a wonderful, miraculous blessing from a God who loves us and wants the best for us. So Matthew 18, 21 to 35, I'm going to paraphrase it a little, it's quite a long passage. But starting at verse 21, Peter asks Jesus, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. In biblical terms, this really means every time. Jesus goes on to tell a parable about the servant of a king who owes the king a huge amount of money, think 20 years pay. The servant cannot pay, so the king orders that the servant sells all he has, including his family, to pay off the debt. But in verse 26, we read that the servant begs for mercy, so the king completely cancels all the debt and lets him go. After this, the servant bumps into a fellow servant who owes him a much smaller amount, think a daily wage. And even though his friend begs, the servant doesn't forgive his debt. The king finds out. In verse 32, we read, You wicked servant, he said, I cancelled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owes. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother and sister from your heart. In this story, the master represents God and the servant represents us. The master cancels the servant's crippling debt just as God forgives us for all the ways we reject him in the way we live our lives. But the servant is stubble to cancel his friend's tiny debt, just as we often find it difficult to forgive others of the smallest things. I don't know about you, but I mostly struggle with forgiving others because of the injustice of it. Yes, what someone does can be very painful, but it's also not fair. They've deeply hurt and betrayed me. They don't deserve my forgiveness. Where's the justice in that? I have the right to be angry with them. But if we zoom out and look at what Jesus did for us on the cross and how he unconditionally loves and forgives us, we can see that forgiveness and mercy aren't fair, except that they are equally portioned out to each of us by God, and each portion is limitless. Jesus is actually quite serious about forgiving others. In this parable, Jesus says that a merciful servant was tortured until he could pay back his debt. God won't actually torture us because he is a loving father, but Jesus uses this imagery to paint a picture of how serious he is about forgiveness. I often forget that after teaching the Lord's Prayer, Jesus says, if you do not forgive others their sins, your father will not forgive your sins. 
Now, all of this can sound a bit heavy, but as I said at the start, forgiveness is a two-sided coin gift. From my own experience and other stories, I believe that God gives us the power to forgive, and this is wonderful, because it restores relationships that would otherwise remain tainted or broken, and it heals our hearts. This story has been told multiple times at St. George's, but I'd like to share it again briefly. Corrie ten Boom was a Dutch lady who helped hide Jews in the Second World War. After, one day after the war, she met an ex-soldier who had worked at the concentration camp she was sent to. The soldier came up to her to ask for her forgiveness, and this was her response. I stood there, the coldness clutching my heart. But forgiveness is not an emotion, I knew that too. Forgiveness is an act of the will, and the will can function regardless of the temperature of the heart. Jesus, help me, I pray silently. I can lift my hand, I can do that much. You supply the feeling. When she shook his hand, she describes a current of warmth going through her arm and into her hand, and genuine feelings of forgiveness. The decision and act of forgiveness came first, then the feelings. I think it's nearly impossible to fully forgive a person who has wronged us without the help of the Holy Spirit. Why would we? That person has wronged us, hurt us, and we humans like justice. But not forgiving someone keeps bitterness in our hearts, and Corrie's example um, is, Corrie's is a brilliant example of how the Holy Spirit gives us the power to forgive. Forgiveness doesn't mean automatic trust of the person. Sometimes it's wiser to step away from a relationship to protect oneself. It also takes time and trust, um, time and wisdom to trust someone again. But I have had people who I am close to hurt me, and some of those things will never not be painful. But if it wasn't for Jesus, I don't think those relationships would still be in my life, and they are a big blessing to my life. So, how does one forgive? First, acknowledge and express to God or the person how they have wronged you and the pain they have caused in a safe space. This helps with the healing process and honesty is important. Second, ask the Holy Spirit for help and the power to forgive. Think of of Corrie's interaction with the ex-soldier. And third, words and actions are powerful. I believe that the words, I forgive you, break or change something spiritually, so say aloud if possible. I found that almost every time the feelings of forgiveness come after the act of forgiving. So taking that first difficult step of saying, I forgive, is the key to the start of that healing process. So first, acknowledge and express the pain. Second, ask the Holy Spirit for help. And third, actions and words are powerful. And finally, if feelings still linger, keep forgiving that person. Jesus says to forgive someone 77 times. As well as doing this for specific things, it's good to have this as part as our, of our regular time with God. Ask him, am I holding on to anything, big or small, that I need to forgive? Learning to forgive and having the Holy Spirit teach me the gift of forgiving others has shown me a whole new way of how wonderful, countercultural, merciful, and amazing Jesus is. And I invite you into this too. Thank you for listening to the St George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.